Yeah. Uh, my, my friend's dad made it. It's pretty, pretty decent beer. Cheers. Oh, yes. Yes. So the clink thing. Yes. And welcome back, everybody. We're, I'm, uh, I'm here in the For Film's Sake podcast, and I'm here with... Chris Lucky. I fucked that up really and, bad. Uh, we don't even know who you are. I, I, I'm, I'm here. Hello, everybody. My name is Brian Chiga, and I'm here with... Chris Lucky. And today, we're going to be doing our Christmas episode. <laughs> Merry Christmas, bitches. Get into the holiday spirit. Fuck yeah. Uh, it's it's like... I think it's like a couple days before Christmas for us. Yeah. And that's uh, great. I fucking... I hate and I love Christmas at the same time. Let's hear it. Christmas stresses me the fuck out. Okay. Because it's a lot of family members doing a lot of the same thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people coming from out of town. It's confusing. It's stressful. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of interactions. It's a lot. But food is delicious. Yes. I laugh a lot. Mm. And I get cool shit at the end of the month. So it's like a little reward for putting up with all the bullshit that Christmas music. Oh, yeah. We talked about that. Christmas. Fuck. mm, Yeah. mm. Christmas music makes me want to fucking just. I'm I'm fine with it now. I'm fine with it today. I mean, today Mm -hmm. is Christmas Day due to the magic of. of uh, production and editing yeah. yeah so i mean i'm I'm cool with christmas music today today's but, fine but tomorrow no <laughs> no i'm fine I'm, I'm fine with christmas music uh one or three songs mm. on a playlist mm. for every 10 songs per, okay so all if right. there's like 10 songs and you decide to sneak mariah carey's all i want for christmas is you mm. i'll i'll bear it for those three minutes mm. if you play mariah carey's all i want for christmas is you three times in a row mm. i'm gonna fucking go yeah, the throat. yeah i can't i, I can't. can't do it i, I can't fucking i cannot do it. and i will not i don't even <laughs> like that song I, no. I think it's a shit song. I mean, it's a generic Christmas song. Mm-hmm. Th- it's a shit song. Well, I mean, <laughs> what's so shit about it? I hate it. I don't, it just makes it, when I hear it, like the emotional reaction that I get from that song mm-hmm. is the equivalent of someone coming over to me mm-hmm. saying, hey, how you doing? And then punching me in the nose. That's the equivalent <laughs> reaction to that. It's awful. I hate it. <laughs> that it's, is a very strange reaction <laughs> to a person saying, hey, I hope you enjoy your holidays. Fuck you. <laughs> you don't tell me what to do. I'll have a Merry Christmas if I want to. You don't tell me. <laughs> no, we have a shitty Christmas. Go fuck yourself. I don't need your approval. Yeah. Uh, I I, I, Mariah Carey, I, mm-hmm. you're, you're a great career. I don't mm-hmm. want your Christmas music in my house. Anyway. All right. I'm done with it. All right. Um, but yeah, no, Christmas is great. I'm excited for it. Yeah. It's, it's happening today, so I guess I have been excited for it. Yeah. Uh, time is weird. It's an, time doesn't exist anymore uh, for okay. me. I, uh, I, I leave school, mm-hmm. and as soon as that structure of schedule is out of the way, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't exist for me. Oh, I Tom, have, Tom doesn't yeah, mean. Okay. I have such a hard time keeping up. Like, I fucked up yesterday. Mm-hmm. Because we're watching two movies. We're going to talk about The Night Movie for Christmas and Die Hard. Yes. And I said, oh, I just got to watch The Night Movie for Christmas mm-hmm. today because I got tomorrow to watch Die Hard. Yeah. And then like at three in the morning when I finished Night Movie for Christmas, I'm like, fuck, I got to watch Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck is it? Time, is, time doesn't exist when I'm on vacation. Okay. It fucks me up. But anyway, catch yeah. up. I catch up. Um, no, I, I, the, the season finale of Shameless. Season finale of Shameless. Um, there How'd was, that go? It was freaking awesome. The I, um, William H Macy's character. I mean, he um, he he lost his wife in the last episode, oh, and, and they're they're both. I mean, like he's like a crackhead. He's not even a crackhead. He's just say a junkie, right. you know. Because I mean, it's not like he's only going to do crack. If you hand him some meth, he's not going to be like, no, I'm going to hold out for the crack. <laughs> you know, no, he's like. <laughs> I, I do crack. Excuse me, I'm not a meth head. Yeah, the so, fuck do you think I am? His, uh, but yeah, his his wife died, and um, it it really you really started to see him bottom out a bit, 
and uh, at, at one point, <laughs> he, uh, his wife left an inheritance for all the all the children, Damn. and uh, the inheritance was a bag of heroin, or a pound of heroin, not a heroin, a <laughs> uh, crystal meth, one pound of crystal meth per child. That, that she left so uh, they went and they went and got the other uh, crystal meth and uh, the oldest daughter decided like no we're not gonna you know live off of crystal meth money you know and he's like it's, it's your freaking inheritance you know like like one of our great found, founding fathers said give me liberty or give me meth <laughs> you know? I'm just like shut the fuck up Frank <laughs> <laughs> give me liberty. Give me. Was the intention to sell all the meth? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. The intention to sell all the meth and they would get like a hundred thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars a piece, or twenty thousand dollars a piece, oh, or okay. whatever. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I was like, wait, she left the meth. Yeah. yeah. Like, are they gonna smoke the meth? That's a lot of meth. That's a lot of meth. You know, <laughs> and, and, and that seems like a strange thing for like a meth head to leave meth around. Right. You know, especially in that quantity. But whatever, you know. Like, I, I mean, I guess comedy. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, talking about meth. She, she loved her kids enough to save that meth for them. That's how much she cared for about her kids. <laughs> she loved her kids enough to not smoke up all that meth and that save sh- them that some. That should be in the eulogy. Yeah. <laughs> A caring mother that loved her kids so much, she mm-hmm. left them three pounds of meth. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a good woman. Good woman. Like, everyone in the audience would, like, applaud. Yeah. So, yeah, it's fucking. I saw. I watched the first episode of that show. Season one. Yeah, season okay. one. Yeah, and I, I and I I gotta say I loved the way that it was introduced, mm-hmm. but I didn't keep watching not because of the show, but I, I just didn't have time. Yeah, but like that's one show that I love to go back to and like catch up on because it it seems mm-hmm. pretty fucking funny. No, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. it's oh, a yeah. fun show. I watched I watched three things this mm-hmm. weekend or last between the last week yeah i watched star wars rogue one star wars um pretty good movie mm-hmm. it wasn't awakened mm-hmm. but it was pretty solid okay and i had my problems with i ha- obviously I have my problems with the movie but right. it's a fun movie it's great okay um morty sorry all right <laughs> that was gross <laughs> <laughs> now that i have headphones i have like a new dimension of hearing yes and it's weird <laughs> um i apologize i watched star wars rogue one and mm-hmm. it was great uh, Jen sucks as a character. Jim? <laughs> Jen, the Jim. main the main character. Okay, okay. Uh, she's the lady, Felicity Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, not great, not a great character. Okay. Uh, but other than that, everything was pretty pretty fun. All right. And then I watched a documentary called. Do you remember how I had that rant about ancient aliens? Yeah, yeah. A while ago. I so watched you the, watched ancient aliens? No, I did not. <laughs> okay. I'll just be angry like, the whole time. Yeah. Uh, I watched a dude that made it a three hour documentary. Mm-hmm. saying debunking Asian aliens. Debunking, debunking ancient aliens. So he sits down and he's like, I think he's going, he, that was episode one. Mm-hmm. It was like season one, sorry. Yeah. And he goes back and he goes like, he shows a clip of ancient aliens and mm-hmm. they say some wild bullshit. Yeah. Like, these stones were too heavy to be lifted with ropes. They had to use levitation. I've seen that. Alien technology. Mm-hmm. And the guy shows the clip and goes like, okay, let me tell you now why that's wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And he just goes like on a whole like ten minute for every claim like fifteen minutes and just goes like this is why this is the evidence this is it this is it this is it yeah they're lying to you yes and and it's beautiful it's a great fucking thing I loved it I watched like two hours and forty minutes of it and, <laughs> that's a lot and it was it was I did it in one fucking sitting too yeah. I just sat there and I just like admired this guy just I guess like, that was like the uh, like the food for the soul thing yeah. it's like you already <laughs> knew that ancient aliens like everybody already knows it's bullshit yeah. but it was like I've been saying it's bullshit and this guy's gonna confirm what I already know so we're just gonna sit here and be happy with each other total confirmation <laughs> bias yeah but it was the most entertaining thing for him to go like. Yeah. 
a levitation. No. Bo- no, no. Ropes. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was great. Obviously. And I watched that, and then I started watching the Shani Show on Netflix called The OA. The OA. Uh, it came out hmm. December 16th. Okay. It was approved. It was greenlit the same time that Stranger Things was greenlit. Mm-hmm. So it's along that veins of, like, weird, surreal sci-fi fantasy rubbish okay and it's it's fun it's a fun weird show that i have no idea what it's about mm-hmm. no one knows what the fuck the show is about i've googled it five times i've clicked seven different websites mm-hmm. and they all say oh perry johnson she was blind she came back now she can see find out what the fuck the show's about okay what they're so vague every description is so vague about the show that i'm impressed yeah that none of the press has leaked what the show's about really was it good it, it's interesting. I don't know if I would say, I haven't seen enough of it to know if it's good. Ooh. But I enjoyed I enjoyed what I saw. Okay. Yeah. It was it was fun. All right. And uh I think that's all I that I saw in this past few weekends apart from Die Hard and Yeah. That Mary for Christmas. Yeah. I think that's it. How about you? I watched I went down a um like I said last uh last episode I was talking about the uh, short film What's in the Bag. Right. And basically like cuz I'm I'm almost done with school. I got like five months or something left and within those five months I'm going to have to shoot two more short films Mm -hmm. and what I want to do is just take the things that I was doing earlier on my first quarter that looks like shit and my second quarter looks like shit like ideas and then just be able to put that into a cool thing you know so in order to do that like um we did one early on matter of fact we were in class together called the magician and the guy's like yo grant your your wish for um, your wildest dreams for one dollar then instead of um granting your wish it just makes you disappear and sends you off somewhere magically kidnaps you yeah he just magically kidnaps you so um I've been like watching so many time loop movies um anything that's doing with science fiction time travel or time loops mm-hmm. just to uh so i can put all that into one thing and i started off with um with a movie called primer uh you sent me a list of um of time loop movies that don't suck right you know? and, 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 and that was the name of it yeah, yeah literally the title of the article yeah and uh, out of those i'd seen the majority of them there was like two or three that i hadn't seen so i started with that and went back and watched primer and that led me to uh the movie demolition by jake gyllenhaal primer's, jake primer's gyllenhaal. the one that they build a time machine in the garage yep. yeah. yeah that was pretty good um this the next one was a demolition by jake well with jake gyllenhaal starring jake gyllenhaal thank you jonathan for suggesting that that is a really good movie he suggested it back on like episode 20 or something like yeah. that i uh, finally got around to it really good and uh, was in the Jake Gyllenhaal mood after that, and just watched a movie called Source Code. Source Code, yep. yeah. And that, that's a um, a time time lapse uh, type of movie where they're traveling in time, but not so much just traveling through memories more right. so. Uh, but that's another good Jake Gyllenhaal performance. So um, there's probably like two or three other movies that I watch, just all having to do with you know time coding, time looping. Um, and and just looking listening to some of the sound effects of when somebody's about to vanish. To <laughs> <laughs> you know, or like the wind that's that's uh, that comes around them as they're about to vanish. Right. You know, so uh, just just doing research on stuff like that. But um, besides that, I noticed the deaths that you were talking about last week, the 2016, how um, a lot of celebrities have been dying. Oh yeah. And it's, it was something I wasn't really paying attention to. It was just like, um, it seems like every year it's it's like that. But see, but like every year, like one or two die. Mm. But this year we had like four or five. I mean, we we had yeah. a lot in uh, the year Michael Jackson died. Yeah, uh, Mia Farrell died. Fair Fawcett, yeah, Fair Fawcett. Uh, Michael Jackson. There was a lot that year, mm-hmm. and ever since that year, it's just I haven't thought about it too much, and yeah. mostly because the celebrities that were dying weren't I weren't really attached to those people so okay. much. 
and uh this year it was more of the same it was like a lot of celebrities died and it was just like all right that's the cycle of life people die you know right but um then somebody died this past week uh Zsa Zsa Gabor Zsa Zsa Gabor she died she's uh 99 years old I believe she Jesus. was I uh I named my daughter after her her uh, middle name is Janae spelled the same way ZSA okay and it it was like wow like she she's dead I mean she's what was she on um, she was basically a um a popular like a socialite like um like a Paris Hilton in 1960. Okay. You know she's not she's not very talented or um she can't sing or dance or act or right. She like a Kim Kardashian um Paris Hilton type person you know <laughs> of, of the 60s you know but she made sure that she stayed in that limelight <laughs> you know no matter whatever she had to do I mean she wasn't putting out sex tapes at the time but you know what I'm saying whatever she had to do to stay in the spotlight but um the reason I named my daughter after her she has a sister named Ava Gabor mm-hmm. that's on a uh, that was on a television show called Green Acres that came out in the uh, the 50s 50s or 60s mm-hmm. and that was one of my favorite shows ever nice. and I mistakenly thought that Ava Gabor was Zsa Gabor <laughs> so I named my daughter after Zsa not realizing that Zsa was the bum <laughs> of the family and not the talented one <laughs> but inc- incidentally enough <laughs> there's so much funny in that so much comedy in that sentence <laughs> so incidentally enough my daughter still carries the name and it's just um, it, it, it hit home when, when she passed in 99 and uh, the other person was Alan Thick. Alan Thick. Alan Thick was uh Robin Thick's dad? Yeah. He died? Yeah. What? He died uh three days ago, three, four days ago. Shit, okay. Yeah. He um he was the writer of um songs for the theme song for uh, different strokes. Uh, two other things you know I'm like I'm crazy in a television theme so I'm like that's my shit <laughs> you know? You're, we're one of my favorite people I get in a car with because I'm either gonna get like Kendrick Lamar mm-hmm. Chance the Rapper maybe. or Charmed maybe. yeah you can get Charmed some some, uh, some, some Dawson's Creek maybe oh definitely some Bewitched some Dawson's Creek for yeah. sure I don't wanna wait <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> Alan Thicke he was on a show called uh, Growing Pains and they had one of the best theme songs Ever, 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 and I don't know. I, I just really liked Alan Thicke. Yeah. He was a very good songwriter, very, very good actor. Uh, had great comedic timing, and he, he's just the um, like if you if you had to meet somebody, Robin Thicke or Alan Thicke, you Alan. would much rather meet the father. Alan, like yeah. uh, Robin Thicke seems like the um, the entitled talent, but but talented douchebag that never really had to try so hard because he was born with the ability. Yeah, as right. opposed to his father, you know, who seemed like a very humble and talented, multi talented man. You know, but um, I feel you. That sucks for them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We today's movie, Alan Rickman, also was in there. That he died this year. Mm. Uh, was it this year or 2015? I'm not sure who Alan Rickman uh, is. Uh, he played Hans Gruber. Oh no, Hans. Yeah, oh, okay. Hans Gruber, yeah. Okay. Uh, that was Alan Rickman. Mm. I don't know what I know him from. Besides um, that, uh, turn your page to 394. Harry yeah. Potter. Oh, okay. No. Okay. No? okay. Maybe. Mm. Well. <laughs> Like he doesn't have like a memorable face for me. Like I see, I see the face, but it's just like. Sorry, his God face, me. His face doesn't do much for me. He's like Michael Fassbender for me. Like okay. I, like I really love Michael Fassbender, but mm. if I saw Fassbender in the street, I wouldn't you know, know it was, was. Fassbender. Yeah, yeah. At all. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty great. Uh, Barry came out on Netflix. The other I day. forgot to say that yeah. I seen that. I watched that in um. Was I it good? It in school. Yes. Good. Okay, cool. Not great. But it was good. Very good. Nice. I mean, it's a story about um uh, pre- President Obama uh, in, in his, uh, his college years at NYU. This is before he meets Michelle. Uh, it's a really good movie. Does he meet Michelle in the show? No. Okay. No. Um, it's a really good movie. Um, spoiler, he dies in the end. But it's, it's, it's really good. So, I mean, I think you guys should check it out. Barry. So. <laughs> that got me off guard. 
<laughs> I was drinking beer. It's like, what? Fuck, really? <laughs> <laughs> he dies in the end. It's very unfortunate. <laughs> it's, uh, it's an unfortunate turn of history. I, uh, I <laughs> we just create history. <laughs> no, but it, it, it is good. I mean, in the sense that, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a president, so it's like his life isn't going to be as interesting as like a... Um, I would have watched a George W. Bush documentary if I Netflix would have been popping like 10 years ago. I would totally watch that too. Like all the cocaine they said he was doing and the, the booze and the women and just doing the crazy shit. Like the most the most Obama was doing was smoking cigarettes. Right. <laughs> you know, like that's at the worst. And they left the weed out of the No, no, the no, 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 they didn't. He smoked oh, weed. He smoked weed in the show? Very nice. early on. He smoked a joint and uh, one of his best friends was like smoking and drinking all the time and that was his good friend. Nice. But yeah, it's, I mean, that's at worst. You know, you're not going to see him doing the fun stuff that, that Bush was doing. Fucking but, Bush. Yeah. I also watched uh, Reggie Watts' Spatial. Oh, I seen you watching that, yeah. Um, that was fun. Okay. Reggie Watts is weird. Yes. I love Reggie Watts. He is like, he he makes fun of comedy. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't make comedy. He just makes fun of it, yeah. He just makes fun of the structure of comedy. Like, yeah. his jokes are like, he sets you up with the expectation of a punchline mm-hmm. and then tells you that the punchline was a setup for the joke. Nice. <laughs> That's what he does. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love it and he's a great musician. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I've been told a lot that I look like Reggie Watts. Yes. People I, always tell me. I can see that. And I face swapped with Reggie Watts a couple times on Snapchat. Yeah. And I got to show you, I could play a young Reggie Watts on, yes. on film if they put some makeup on me. You definitely could. It's fucking great. What, what ethnicity is he? <laughs> he is black and German. Black and German. Yeah. Okay. His mom's German. His dad's black. Mm. He was born in Germany. Yeah. So I, 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 I searched him up after the yeah, yeah. Fucking genius. He's good at music. Yeah, I like is. him a lot. He really is. Very talented. Yeah. Guy. He's not running the Late Late Show band. The Late Late with who? With James Gordon, I think. Oh, James Gordon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He is, he is. So he's, yeah. he's dope. Shout out to you, Reggie. Yeah. You're cool as shit. Yes, he is. And with that, we have to end the little catch up bit. And we're going to go into the body. Talking the about body. Nightmare Before Christmas and Die Hard. Yippee ki motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back guys and we're back uh, we are gonna like I, I've said it four times in the intro already but Nightmare for Christmas Di- Christmas dancing I'm, I'm I, singing the Growing Pains theme song in my head to myself like that's a really good theme song and I was like shimmying my shoulders <laughs> at the same time Doing the show shimmy, me shimmy, that shimmy. smile yeah it's a really good theme song so I advise everybody not to go watch the show just listen to the theme song just listen to the Google theme song a few times yeah um, Hans Gruber, Nightmare for Christmas, and Die Hard. Uh, do you have the rundowns for the movies? Both, yeah. Okay, cool. Let's do that. All right. Starting off with uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, despite having recently presided over a very successful Halloween, Jack Skeleton, a.k.a. the Pumpkin King, is bored with his job and feels that life in Halloween land lacks meaning. Then he stumbles upon Christmas Town uh, and promptly decides to make the Yuletide his own. Uh, director Henry Selleck, writer Tim Burton, 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, has a 76-minute runtime, and really, really good movie. That is one of the most efficient movies that I've seen in terms of like writing. Mm-hmm. It's fucking great. It is. I drink in beer and I'm burpy as shit. I apologize <laughs> in advance. <laughs> and uh, right after that is going to be Die Hard. Uh, Die Hard. Die Hard is a John McClane, officer of the NYPD, tries to save his wife Holly and several others that were taken hostage by German terrorist Hans Gruber <laughs> during a Christmas party <laughs> at the Nakatomi Plaza in Los Angeles. It's uh, the director is John Mc. Tiernan, I guess that's how you pronounce his I last guess. name. John McTiernan, uh, right? Uh, the person that wrote the screenplay is uh, Jeb Stewart. Has a ninety-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, one hundred and fourteen-minute runtime, and rated R. We have ninety-four and ninety-two on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. God damn, this is a good movie. These are great fucking movies. Yes. 
Um, which one do you want to start with? Uh, both. But sorry. <laughs> good just, good you talk. Go ahead, you go ahead and I'll, and I'll, I'll jump in. <laughs> All right, so I, I, let's talk about Nightmare for Christmas first, because I felt like I love Nightmare for Christmas, but Die Hard is funner to talk about. Okay. So uh, Nightmare for Christmas, like I said, one of the most efficient movies in terms of screenwriting that mm. I've ever seen. Okay. Uh, you get exactly all the beats of a character arc. Okay. He's you meet Jack Skellington. He's good at what he does. He's bored. Try something else. Fucks up. Decides to fix it. Mm. Boom. End of movie. That's it. It's great. It's great. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't realize how closely this thing parallels the Grinch that stole Christmas. Really? Like, at all? Like I've seen, and I've seen Nightmare Before Christmas a number, well, seven times. I mean, that's not a lot. It's <laughs> a know, number. For, yeah, it's a number. <laughs> <laughs> it is a number. So I mean, <laughs> a number of times. No, but it's um, I didn't really get that. I like the parallel with having like the Grinch who is um, who's upset how how happy everybody is, you know, and you have a uh, Jack Skellington. And he's like, I'm bored. Like, right. I, I have what I have right now. And that's fine. You know, it's perfectly fine what I have, but I am completely bored. He was craving something. He, was was, cra- he just needed a little little, little pick-me-up. He did. He kind of like when a businessman decides that his job at Wells Fargo sucks, so he goes and buys 30 boats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds kind of awesome, though. <laughs> 30? 30, 30 boats. boats? Yes. Just have a fucking convoy of boats on the ocean. All of them, yeah. Just- little boat! <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. But, um... So um, but yeah, the parallel between the uh, the Grinch. So it's um, so yeah, he's he's uh, he's he needs some kind of fulfillment, mm-hmm. you know. So um, he goes off on an adventure, and then he finds uh, was it Christmas Town? I guess they call it. Yeah, Christmas. He, Town. Fi- he finds Christmas Town, and he goes back and he tells everybody how amazing Christmas Town is. They was like, what? They put scary toys inside the Christmas presents? Like they they still didn't get. <laughs> they like, have no idea. No, there was like it's like just another way to scare people and make them like unhappy or scared by things, you know, like that. Right. So um, and he's he's trying to find fulfillment within himself. It's not about the scaring people or making people unhappy anymore it's something more that he's looking for right but he doesn't really know how to get to it you know same way with the grinch is like he doesn't know why he's the way that he is but he's trying to find a way to get to it in the end they both have that uh that moment of fulfillment from one person you know mm-hmm. with the um i can't remember jack skellington's uh the sally. girl sada sally sally yep sally, sally. Uh, at the end it's like none of that shit even mattered like him uh, going around and delivering all these shit christmas presents to these kids that they, they didn't like then like getting shot head. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting getting shot out of the sky like none of that gave him the fulfillment that he wanted and um just like well the grinch it, it took it took that little girl to turn his heart into uh what is it, 10 times the size Three that it times used to be the size, yeah. yeah it took that one person you know out of all the people it took one person to give him that fulfillment and then he was happy from there and uh jack skellington all of the bullshit that he went through all of it and he could have that could have been settled at the first scene and you realize this girl is, is feeling you right like don't even go to christmas town all of that bullshit you have a woman right here that loves you regardless it's, it's kind of a love story and yeah like a, it's, it's a really cute yeah. love story disguised in this identity crisis yeah <laughs> this yeah. guy's having yes uh my favorite thing about the movie really like the music is great the music is fantastic. this is halloween this is halloween halloween <laughs> And like yes. my favorite one uh, is the "What's This" song mm-hmm. right after you find Christmas song. Oh yeah. Uh, but I can never remember the original one because there's a video on YouTube. It's mm-hmm. called "The Fuck Is This." And it's like, what's this? What's, what's this? this? The fuck is in the air? What's this? What's this? There's white shit everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> what's this? <laughs> it's one of my favorite like YouTube videos ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the musical number for Nightmare for Christmas, it's just so much fun. Yeah. And it has like all these like really gothic undernotes because of like the band that's playing the music whenever the music's really playing. Yeah, it's just sort of like this nice, fun gothic undertone, so like a really happy situation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's what I love about Tim Burton mm-hmm. as a writer. 
he can he can make that happen. He can make this little like make the darkness of a movie seem really fun and jovial. Yes. And that's exactly what Nightmare for Christmas is all of the time. Mm. And people say it's a Halloween movie. Mm. It's a fucking Christmas movie. It's both for me. Yeah. It's both. I mean, the first song is This is Halloween. Yeah. And I mean, there's lots of Halloween themes in it. But I mean, I can't discount the fact that Santa Claus is in the fucking movie. There's reindeers and they're riding through the sky delivering Christmas presents. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, it's, it's a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, but like, I, I, it's just a fun... The reason I shows it is because I, I don't think it's particularly amazing in the film world. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like a great, fun movie to watch yeah, definitely in Christmas. Is. Yeah. And just like sit down with a couple of friends, a couple of beers, hot mm. chocolate, whatever the fuck your drink of choice is, mm. and just sing This is Halloween for 30 times while you watch the movie. I, I like the the humanity that he put into Jack Skellington. Yeah. The, um, one of his songs, it might be the first song, it was like, um, I, Jack the Pumpkin King, have grown so tired of the same old thing. Second song. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then he goes on later on, it's like, they never understood he'd give it all up if he only could. Yeah, you know, and and it's it's just so the humanity in that it's like it's a kid's movie and it's so playful and jovial, but there's there's some underlying like sadness in this guy. There's know? there's a lot of sadness. Yeah. There's a lot of unfulfillment, which is a thing that like a lot of people struggle with. Yeah. So like I feel like even though the movie's like designed for kids, a lot of adults who watch the movie and go like, "Fuck, mm-hmm. my job sucks." Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. like go in that line, and, and that's what makes it so relatable to me. That's what makes the because the writing's really simple. Mm-hmm. There's nothing faffy or complicated about the whole writing. No. It's just like you get it all from the get go. You know exactly what's happening. That second son tells you exactly what's going on in mm-hmm. his head, mm-hmm. which is the thing that musicals do. That's pretty great. That not a lot of other mediums can do. Okay. Is tell you exactly what the character is thinking. Yes. Uh, and get away with it. Yeah. Not a lot of people, like, when a movie does that, it's a shit movie. Yeah, because you're narrating over the top. He was feeling very downtrodden. But shut the fuck up. Like, right. act. <laughs> 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 act that shit out. But like, when I'm- a musical does it, it's part of the it's part of the fanfare. It, yeah. it, it comes back from theater. From mm-hmm. when, like, people had to tell you these things because yes. there was no other way. And, and, and another thing that I love about this movie is that there's that sense of theater the sense of broadway yes in it uh, there's one scene that made me laugh really hard when mm. they're looking for jack okay and like there's vampires singing and they're like we don't know what's going to happen to jack or yeah. something and then yeah. they slide away with the shadow mm. but it's like a very sort of like this is a theater play like their hands mm. are up in the air and they're gesturing towards the audience yeah. and you're like i'm watching a the i'm not watching a mo- i'm watching a theater play yeah and that was so much fun it really it really was mm. and apart from like the technicality that goes into this movie like i love everything about how this movie was made Mm. it's just it's like claymation yeah the animation is smooth as hell the characters are charming as hell Mm -hmm. even oogie boogie which only shows up for like 20 minutes of the movie one of the most memorable characters of all like i think sort of claymation movies Mm. or like musical movies He's one of the most memorable ones. He's in the movie for 20 minutes. I mean, this movie came out before the year 2000. Yeah. I mean, this, if you, if you like my favorite, um, I guess, claymation stop uh, animation uh, movie like that is going to be Coraline. Coraline is pretty good. But that, that came out like mid 2000s, like 2000 and what, seven, eight, nine or whatever, yeah, somewhere around there. That. You know, so I mean, 20 years ago, they're making this damn uh, Nightmare Before Christmas and it's, it holds up. And this was, uh, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas was pure claymation. Yes, yes. So like, but Coraline uses a they mixture both. of CGI yep. and claymation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, that just goes to show the technicality that yeah, these that's, people that's, have to have. That's yeah. why it's holding up. Like, it's going to be here in 20 years, 40 years. Like, Nightmare Before Christmas is going to stand the test of time. Like, it's, absolutely. it's the shit. It's going to be. I, I, I absolutely I love this movie just for, like, the fun of it. Like, it's one of those movies that I can't watch for 
film like i can't watch critically for film mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. some movie that i genuinely just watch because i want to have a good time with a movie the um second favorite song on there was the kid singing the uh kidnap santa claus beat him with a stick <laughs> yeah. oh my god these kids sheesh looking up for 90 years see if we would talk it's like what the fuck is dude <laughs> these kids got some issues bro <laughs> This is a long time. Yeah, and uh, not to mention and uh, fucking Tim Burton. Tim, the Tim Burton do uh, Sweeney Todd. Yes, that is Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Yes, um, I got undertones like from things that carried over from Nightmare for Christmas that carried over to, to Sweeney, Sweeney Todd. Todd. Mm-hmm. Um, he likes doing window shots. Yes, like people talking above windows and down windows. Mm-hmm. They he did likes. That, they did that in Batman, and they did that in Edward Scissorhands. Really? Yes. Nice. Yeah. So he he, lo- he fucking loves doing that. Yeah. Another thing he loves doing is having a female character mm. be the one chasing the male character. Hmm. Uh, Elena Bohm Carter and Sweeney Todd chases uh, Sweeney Todd. Oh, shit. Edward Scissorhands, um, one on a rider, chases... Um, Who's Captain Jack Black? Um, his real name uh, uh, Johnny Depp. Johnny yeah, one on the water chases. Jack jo- yeah, she chases uh, Johnny Depp around <laughs> yeah. in that movie. Wow, right. Okay. So Tim Burton loves doing that, and hmm. it, it's interesting. Like it's interesting to see the patterns of one filmmaker, mm-hmm. uh, how he tells his stories. It happens to Sweeney Todd. A lot of Sweeney Todd is also a musical. Yeah, which is why I'm comparing them. Mm-hmm. A lot of the same beats happen in in Sweeney Todd and Nightmare for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Entirely different movie. Entirely different beats. Yeah, but the type of beat is the same. Mm-hmm. Sort of like. Dude comes back from doing the same thing for a long time. Mm-hmm. Comes back with a purpose. Mm-hmm. He finds out the purpose is a little different different than he wanted. Yes, resolution happens, and there's like a twist at the end. And and I I love that. I love that I can track Tim Burton's sort of pattern. Yeah. Throughout his filmmaking. Yeah. Because he's one of my favorite filmmakers, um, but not in that traditional sense. Like I if I know a movie a movie by Tim Burton, mm-hmm. most of my favorite people have a movie that I can't tell that they, they were it was made by them. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. hidden. Or like chameleon into the cinematic world, mm-hmm. but Tim Burton, it's Tim Burton. Yeah, and I love that about him. No, he's really uh, nice. I like that he's just out there. He's just like, ah, oh, I'm fucking Tim Burton. He Fuck has you. a very distinguishable um, flavor to right. to his movies. And it's it's a goth it's the gothicy style of cinema. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't. I miss that. I miss that sort of style. I miss people trying to embrace sort of the the dark in a fun way. Yeah, doesn't happen very often, and that's what I, that's what I loved about Nightmare for Christmas. Okay, you got the Pumpkin King, which is a great title, by the way. Yeah, fucking Pumpkin King. The Pumpkin King. <laughs> the music is so much fun and lively. Yeah, and, and just like, but they're all singing about this like really sad shit, or like really grotesque. It's great. What's, what's the guy's name again? Um, he's like I say he only shows it for twenty minutes. Sees the the boogie, boogie man. Boogie. Yeah, bo- boogie boogie. Yeah, fucking love boogie boogie. Man, he's great. When they show his um his like shirt or like his clothes or whatever come mm-hmm. off and he's like stuck together by worms and maggots and all that stuff. Man, that looks. I wonder how long that took them to make that long. scene. You know, because all of those bugs are individually moving. You know, and thousands of them shits. <laughs> you know, that should have took. I mean, that's probably one of those scenes that took the majority of filming. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like that's those are individual small pieces that individually, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's difficult. The, <laughs> that's difficult. Also, the, the fact that Sally's arms and mm. legs come off oh, by yeah. themselves. Yeah. It's, it's just so like the little details, man. Mm. Like they, the characters feel like characters because they can do individual things. Yeah. No other character can mm. because of like how they died or why they're there or who they are as a person. Mm-hmm. Sally can like rip herself apart. Jack Skellington's really good at scaring people because yeah. he's tall and lanky and yeah. slender, Manny. Yeah. Uh, the mayor's weird. Uh, the witches are great. The mm-hmm. kids are great. Yeah. It's it's a great it's a great fucking movie. It's a it's fun brilliant. Christmas movie. Yeah. And I like I can't really even criticize it in terms of like having see what I have problems with it because mm. I'm so engrossed in the fun of it the, okay. the whole time. I think he gets away with doing something bad. Mm. 
but I don't really see it because okay. it's fun. I like it a lot. It's it's a really fun movie for um especially uh, well ch- children or adults. Yeah, it's you fun. know, like earlier on as a child, like I, I need. I need the uh, Christmassy Christmas stuff mm-hmm. earlier on as a child. But then after a while, you become jaded. You get a little cynical. And you're like, you know what? Maybe Christmas isn't everything that you've uh, been thinking that it is. And then you start gravitating to, like, maybe The Grinch or maybe Scrooge or, you know, maybe Nightmare Before Christmas. Which is or, still, like, a know. little bit of optimism. Mm-hmm. But there's but, something but there's something different there. There's yeah. something there. It's not all cheerful and Merry Christmas and all that shit, you it know? It feeds your cynicism. And then goes like, you know what? It's okay. Christmas is fine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And like the the, it's just, it's it's a great it's a great little film. Yes, I absolutely love it. Oh yeah. Um, my the other thing that I wanted to talk about was the, the sort of the dialogue and the voice acting mm. for that movie. One of the like some of the smoothest voice acting that I've seen in Climation, hmm. and some of the best written dialogue that I've seen in something that straightforward to write. Yeah. Like not like usually when you get writing in those movies, you get characters saying what they think, mm. and even though it's a musical. When the characters were talking, it feels like dialogue, and that doesn't feel like a setup to the next song. Yeah, uh, the transition from song to dialogue to song to dialogue smooth as shit throughout the whole movie. Agree, and it's and it's fantastic. I agree. It's great. Yeah, Nine Bird for Christmas. Uh, go watch it if you haven't seen. There's two people that haven't seen this no, movie. No, nope, they don't exist. <laughs> you do not exist. You know, no, no. Mm-mm. And like, I make a point of something. Just watch, watch this movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's great. It's a great yeah. time. Yeah. And uh, Jack Skellington, probably one of the most iconic characters ever. Yeah, yeah. I, I love him a lot. He's really nice. Yep. Uh, that's that's really it for Nightmare for Christmas. Yeah, I, I think. And now, Die Hard. Die Hard. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Die Hard. They, they've made so many of these movies. This yeah, is the they made way too many. This is the only one that I've seen. Haven't seen Die Hard 2. Haven't seen Die Hard again. Haven't seen Die Hard with a Vengeance. Haven't seen <laughs> Live... You know, Live Hard. Die Hard. Yeah, like none of those. None of those. Because yeah. I'm not an action person. Right. I don't like action. And even with them, this movie... Um, looking at things that I'm that's upsetting me that I just have to go along with because this is '90s or maybe what was it '89? Like '90s? Yeah, '89. This is '89 uh, action, and I just have to accept those things to get along with the plot. Yep. You know, but um, outside of that, I mean, this is one of the premier American action movies. I mean, it, it just is, is a classic in every sense of the word. Yeah. It yeah. is the movie that when people think Bruce Willis, people mm-hmm. think Die Hard. Yeah. Uh, or people think hands grew. I, I've heard the quote. I don't know if it was you that said it, mm. but I heard someone say, "It's not Christmas until you see Hans Gruber fall off a fucking window." Oh no, that wasn't. Uh-uh. <laughs> that wasn't you. No, I heard that, and it's it's great. Mm. <laughs> My favorite line from Hans Gruber: "I wanted this to be professional, efficient, adult, cooperative. Not a lot to ask. Alas, <laughs> Mister Takingi didn't see it that way, so he won't be joining us for the rest of his life." <laughs> Like what the fuck? <laughs> so he won't be joining us for the rest of his life. Like, okay, yeah, I like this guy. He's, I like Hans. Hans Gruber is like I don't. I like action movies. Mm-hmm. I usually hate action movie villains. Mm-hmm. They're bad mm-hmm. half the time, ninety percent of the time. Yeah. Hans Gruber is an exception. He's great. Hans is funny. Yes. He's charming. He's mm-hmm. charismatic, mm-hmm. and you feel the sense that he was he he exists in the world. Yeah, he's like fine. there's a person like him. Yeah. Uh, I, I, again with the theme like efficient movies. Mm-hmm. This is a great, efficient storytelling movie. I, I could have been a little shorter. 114 minutes. Yeah. You could have took off 10 minutes for me. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was really good. But uh, all the beats are there. Like, mm-hmm. all, all the beats are there. And, every, the and everything that they set up yeah. gets paid out. Get, it, it pays off yes. at some point. Yes. So, like, there's no loose ends. Uh, everything that, that someone says or mentions or 
or there's a piece of information that you know that mm-hmm. the characters don't know yep. comes back into play. All of it, yeah. It's very efficient in how everything just ties up in a nice Definitely. little Christmassy bow. Definitely. Um, also, weird choice for a Christmas movie. Like it takes place on Christmas Day. Yes. And I didn't like I didn't buy that at first. I was like, mm. why is this a fucking Christmas movie? Yep. It's literally, a, it's more of a Christmas movie than fucking Frozen. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. yeah. Fro- Frozen's a Christmas movie. No, it's not. It takes place in July. How, who said Frozen was a Christmas movie? It's wintry, so people saying it's a Christmas movie. Somebody said that. Yeah. Direct, direct, direct me to those people. Like, what? Like on what? On what basis? Like on what basis? It, it's That's cold. Is there's not there's nary a appearance from Santa Claus. There's no. not a present around. No. I didn't see a reindeer. No. Well, uh, there was a reindeer. There was a reindeer. Yeah, Sven. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was a reindeer. He Could, was a reindeer. Yeah, hold on. They might have a point. They might have a point. There was yeah. a reindeer. Did he fly? He didn't fly. No, he, didn't he fly. couldn't fly. There was no sleigh. No. There was a, a snowman. There was there a was snowman. A sleigh. There was a sleigh. And there was a snowman. And there was a snowman. Oh uh, man, no! I'm gonna, I'm gonna re- re- hold my judgment until I get more information on this. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, but but Die Hard, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a it's an ultimate Christmas movie. It gives you a completely different take on on Christmas. I mean, um, one of the things that I, I noticed in there was how prevalent cocaine was in, yeah. in the movie, and it's like not very. It's not like presented, but it's like no, hidden. yeah, yeah. They just wanted to show you that this is a heavy part of culture right now yeah. in, the, in the late eighties and early nineties. You know, the the very first time that you see, you see Hans, they walk into the office and he's doing a line of coke. And it was uh, on Hans. It was uh, Ellis. Was the first what, time that we see coke, right? Was that uh, Ellis? Ellis. Which the, one was Ellis? Well, the first. Are you talking about the first time we see coke or the first time we see? First Hans? time we see Hans. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. First time we see Hans, he's doing a uh, he's doing a line of coke, and uh, Bruce Willis uh, walks up to him and was like, uh, you, "You missed a little no, bit." No, no, that wasn't Hans. That was Who Ellis. Was that? That, oh, that's that's the shit guy that uh, yeah. that gets killed by Hans uh, right. later on. Yeah, he was a fucking douche. <laughs> but not only yeah, he was a dick. But not only do we see him like miss some cocaine. Yeah. he's doing a lot of cocaine on the desk. Mm-hmm. Slams his hand down on the desk, swipes it off. Yes. and then walks over to the cop. <laughs> He he does it again before he goes to meet Hans. He uh, he's talking to Bruce Willis's wife. He does he does a uh, a bump of coke, then goes into goes into the room with Hans, like coked up and like super confident, right. just to get his fucking brains blown out. Yep, <laughs> I was like, good job, uh, bro. This movie felt uh, as much of a parody of mm-hmm. like government agencies and bureaucracy mm-hmm. as it did like a great action movie. Yeah, like everyone that's not John McClane or or the guy from Family Matters, I forgot his name. Uh, Virgil something, but he was Carl Winslow in Family Matters. Right, yeah. Carl Winslow. Yeah. Um, any, anyone that's not those two guys mm. or hands, yeah. fucking idiots. <laughs> the whole movie. Yes. Fucking idiots. The, wi- the wife was fine. The wife was fine. The, the wife. But she didn't do anything in terms of like, I'm going to try to save people. Not, the, the only the only thing that I give her credit for was um, taking the range. Like I said, they they shot the boss, and then he, she walks into the the office with Hans, and it was like, "Who put you in charge?" No, who was she? Who's the idiot that put you in charge? And then she was like, "You." And I was like, "Oh, oh she got some balls on her," you know, because she she could have said anything, you know. Right. And uh, she she stood up for her group and uh, and went and faced the guy. So I give her a little credit for not from, being an idiot. Yeah, she know? got some props. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, her, uh, Bruce, and Virgil, uh, Carl Winslow. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Cause, cause and Hans. Like, Hans was yeah, also yeah, Hans. pretty smart. Yeah, yeah. Four people in the movie that weren't idiots. Hans, well, yeah, Hans was pretty smart. He got he got a kind of fooled, which was weird to me. All right, so he he recognizes he recognizes Bruce Willis, mm-hmm. and, Bruce, and they've been talking over the the intercoms or whatever. Right. And he thinks that Bruce Willis doesn't recognize him right. because he's never seen him before or his shitty accent that he's trying to put on <laughs> over the top American fucking accent. Yeah, you know it was like um and that's it was it was good shooting the way that they shot that they um as they're sitting there having the conversation 
And then he was like, uh, yeah, my name's uh, John McClain. So I'm from New York. I'm a police officer. And uh, then they show a shot of the, the bulletin board that they're standing right beside mm-hmm. and the names that are on there. And then he was like, oh, what about you? What's your name? And then they show a shot to it again. He was like, uh, and it had R.W. Clay. Yeah. And then he was like, um, Clay, Bill Clay, you know, <laughs> like William Clay, Bill Clay. And he was like, oh, okay. And then he hands him a gun. He was like, um, I don't know if you ever used one of these before. He was like, yeah, for like, uh, he said like paintball or it something like that. was on a shooting range with yeah. the, paint, the red paintballs. Yeah. It's like, that might sound stupid to you. And, you know, it's like, no, but this was real. All you got to do is pull the trigger and squeeze. And what was so cool about that, what I liked, because they're, they're showing uh, Hans's perspective having a gun placed in his hand mm-hmm. with the barrel pointing towards John McClane. Right. You know, and as soon as he grabs it, he immediately puts his finger inside for the trigger, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, all you got to do is put your, I mean, pull the trigger and squeeze. And that's him baiting Hans right there. And that was the first time I seen Hans not having the upper hand and being right. the most intelligent person. I'm like, fuck you, John. <laughs> Get Hell that yeah. ass, Johnny. Get that blank ass gun. And then he, he had the nerve. As soon as he got the empty ass gun, mm-hmm. Which is another thing that I well he should have checked for bullets. That's that's the thing. It's like, but I, I don't know where his um, his training comes from. He mm-hmm. might just be a mastermind leader type person that doesn't is not really in the field. Right. Because anybody that's held a handgun before can tell you the weight difference, the weight variation from a fully loaded gun and an empty gun. Right. You know, so it's like I, that's just one of the things I had to let pass from a 1989 movie that you just picked up a hollow weapon and decided. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, this is a bullet. Isn't it? Yeah. These are the new plastic bullets that have no weight to them whatsoever. So you know, that's fine. <laughs> uh, there was a that was another one of the my favorite moments is when they they're having the conversation mm-hmm. and he notices that um, John McClane is barefoot. Yes, and then that comes back t- t- fifteen minutes later when he's like shoot, shoot the, the glass. glass, yeah. And I was just like, that's good fucking writing. It's good writing. Mm-hmm. That's solid writing. Mm-hmm. Every, like, literally everything that was like a problem for John, like uh, another thing for John McClane, mm-hmm. he is the reason he's a great hero. I think is because he's he didn't want to be. No, he definitely didn't. He just kind of got caught up in it, and he had to improvise the whole time. And that's what makes him such a compelling character compared to the John McClane from, like, Lift Freed's 8 or 9 or 14. Whatever those are, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So, like, it's it's the fact that he had to improvise what he was doing the whole time. He was kind of caught, and and just, it's great. As a character, it's great to see him work through this whole thing, be more beat down at the end, and come out successful, like the big dick mistake that he was throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked another thing about the way that they shot some uh, something. The first time that he met, well, the first time that he got to see his wife, they're mm-hmm. uh, they're inside of a room and they're sitting there talking, and um, you know, he just had a conversation with the uh, the guy, the limo driver, you know, about him, his his wife, and how she got a good job and then it turned into a career, right. and then she moved out to L.A. and it's been six months, yada yada yada, you know. So it's basically his extra fuck that up estranged ex-wife uh, at that point so um he's in the room with her for the first time in months and he's getting to see her and she was like yeah this christmas time the kids would really like to see you i have a spare bedroom right you know and it's like fuck like this is a woman that you know i married and had children with and now our relationship is so strained to where to see my kids and being under the same roof i'll be sleeping in a separate bedroom away from my wife and in the very next shot is uh, a man and a woman that are like trying to get undressed so they can have sex with each other as fast as they can yep. and then they leave out of the room and then it's that awkwardness between them it's like <laughs> fuck That's a, the, the, the first like 20 minutes of this movie was totally like they were setting up yeah. John McClane's failing marriage they yeah. had the conversation in the limo mm-hmm. they had that argument they yeah. had the, the couple walk in mm-hmm. they had John McClane look at a sailor or like a dude kissing his girlfriend from yeah. the airport yeah. Yeah. so like all of that like it tells you exactly what John McClane wants yep. and what he's there for yeah and then they they 
throw you into the whole hostage situation. Yes. Knowing that, because that was the, really the main focus of the movie. That's what he learns. <laughs> Come out to the West Coast, she said. We'll have fun and some laughs, she said. <laughs> when he stuck him to like the, the ventilator somewhere. <laughs> it's like... God damn it. Does it look like I'm ordering a goddamn pizza, pizza here? <laughs> this this line is for emergencies only. Unless you have an emergency, you need to call 911. <laughs> what the fuck? Does it look like I'm doing here? Yeah. Everyone else was an idiot. The police chief was an idiot. Like the uh, the, the 911 operator was an idiot. Like everyone around besides like the four like uh, was essential characters were. It was complete. it was a funny movie. <laughs> yes. But it wasn't I, I think it was played for comedy, but mm. it wasn't supposed to be like laugh out loud funny. It was no. supposed to be like <laughs> that was that yeah. was nice. Yeah. I, I laughed pretty hard through yeah. that whole movie. It yeah. was pretty great. They um he he redid that uh, that thing the uh action movie to where it has enough comic relief in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a movie that he released called Red. Oh uh, yeah, with John Malkovich. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's supposed to be an action movie, but it's an action comedy. Red Two bombed like shit, <laughs> you know, because they was like, okay, we've mastered this formula. We know we get Bruce Willis, we make an action movie, and then we'll have him cut the tension a little bit. But when you when you try to be that um, when you try to force it, it feels yeah, weird. Like it has, to be, it has yes. to be pretty organic. Yes, yes, it seems very very contrived on that second time. But Die Hard, it's it was like the most natural thing. They were just covering. This is what 1989 looks like. <laughs> this is uh, every man. It's like because because at the time the heroes that we were looking at were Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone, yeah. and I mean just the there weren't there weren't the everyman. He like, was Bruce, a more a normal everyday yeah, man. He was the everyman. Yeah, you know he's he's we were like we don't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sylvester Stallone or who all you know the, the big super blockbuster people mm-hmm. that were dominating the late 80s and the early 90s and then you bring in uh, Bruce Willis now he can make the pave the way for five foot two Tom Cruise you know yeah. now, now anybody <laughs> could be an action star now <laughs> you know I like that you mentioned the site because that's the one thing super conscious of oh yeah filming. yeah yeah definitely I mean they got to keep like the apple crates like everywhere he goes everywhere varying different sizes like they have like uh, a three foot apple crate <laughs> that they carry around with just Tom in case he has a scene with Shaq <laughs> just, with anyone I mean just in case he has a scene with my daughter he needs that three foot apple crate oh <laughs> uh, Tom Cruise <laughs> yeah man uh, I think like one of the things that I really like why I thought this movie was a lot of fun mm-hmm. was it was the one the action one liner done right oh yeah, yeah it was like every time he killed somebody he said something funny Dude, that's the thing. Like, I, I would have to. I don't want to see Die Hard two yeah. and then see these great one liners repeated because right. it would ruin ruin it for me. Yeah. Like, if I see Die Hard two and then it's Yippie Kaye motherfucker all the way through that, or like the the one liners that I loved in this. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't. You can't do that again. Like, mm-hmm. I would be upset by that. The the funniest part for me was when he threw the C4 down the elevator with mm-hmm. the computer desk. Yeah. And then he just watches it happen. Then realizes <laughs> oh, the explosion's shit. coming. <laughs> <laughs> like he was just watching it like a majestic you know fire that seven's like yeah look what i did nice it's like fuck yeah. <laughs> that's a run uh there's like it's hard to find a movie that strikes a really good balance yeah between and this is a movie movie this mm. isn't this isn't like it's trying to be naturalistic mm. it's like you know that it's a movie you know that it was written yes. as a movie yes you feel like you're watching a movie definitely but you don't care no you don't care uh, you don't care that everyone except Ray in the out in the ground is an idiot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't care that the chief is doing stupid shit. Like Carl says, oh. they're going for the lights, and then the chief's like, "Oh my god, they're going for the lights!" It's just like Carl, there's a shot of, of like Carl Winslow just going like, 
motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I, I felt there was one guy's pain that I felt so bad. There was a, he was in the sewer. Yeah. He was, he was the guy that was actually in the, the drain of the hole. You yeah. know, and, I, I, I can do it. I, I can cut it from here. And it was like, no, no. And they're like not paying attention to him at all. It's like, it can't be done. You have to go downtown. You had to, well, I'm, I'm, I can, I can just do I, it right just, here. <laughs> what the fuck? Like that's how I feel like all the time. I'm like, what the fuck? Bro? And at the end, he was just like, fine, you know what? fuck, fuck it. it. We're cutting down the grid. He was like, well, you know, if you don't do it, then that's your job. He was like, what the fuck? I just, I was, uh, you know, fuck it. All right, you know? <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. Sure. It's little things like that. Like they, they they do a great job at filming all of the action for John McClane, mm-hmm. but then they do a great job of when to cut away. Mm-hmm. Like something big just happened. Let's cut away to a quiet moment with the cops. Yeah. Or let's kind of wait to the side story of the cops. Usually mm-hmm. a funny moment of the cop being an idiot. And then let's finish that with tension and then, then cut to John McClane regrouping. Build up that tension. Cut to the cops mm-hmm. regrouping. Build up, and that, that's how kind of how the pattern went. See, and it's great. You uh, you brought something to my attention months mm-hmm. and months and months ago. Like something that was getting uh, on your nerves as movies were noisy movies. Right. Movies that just were constantly noisy. And like now I can't unknow that every time I watch Zack a movie. Zack Snyder. <laughs> you know? That's your favorite Zack, though. What do you mean? Come on. <laughs> I was surprised yesterday that you didn't choose Zack Braff, o- Braff. O- over Zack Galifianakis. I didn't think of Braff. Zack Braff. Yeah. Context. Someone asked me, what, he asked me what was my favorite Zack. Yeah. If I would hang out with a Zack, what Zack mm-hmm. would it be? Mm-hmm. Zack Braff is great. Zack Braff is nice. I can relate to Galifianakis. Zack Galifianakis. Yeah. He's right. more relatable. Yeah. yeah. What, what was the other guy? It was uh, the Zack uh, Zac Efron. Zack Efron. Then you got the Zack from the, from, uh, the Power Rangers. You got the Zach from Power Rangers, and, and I chose a Zach Zach Morris from um from Saved by the Bill, right? Because you felt like you had an upper hand yes. because of all your knowledge, but of the time from yeah. twenty seventeen. From twenty seventeen, I have all the information from twenty seventeen. He's gonna show up with that cell phone from nineteen eighty nine. I got the internet, bitch. Yep, <laughs> will blow his fucking mind, bro. Uh, yeah. Definitely, like th- this movie mm-hmm. knows how to when to be loud, yes. when to be quiet, mm-hmm. and it does it well. It does. The the set pieces are great. Yeah. Uh, when McLean decides to like fuck shit up because someone's doing something stupid, mm. uh, there's a great moment of like quietness with McLean. Yeah, where he he's talking to himself. He really is just talking to himself. Yeah, and he just goes like, fuck, 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 fuck. What do I have to do? What do I have to do? Got it. And then think, he just that's the thing. Yeah. There's one scene where he opens up an elevator door and he has to go down the shaft, mm. and he goes like, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And he just looks down like shit, shit, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like there's it really makes him feel like he doesn't want to be any of this. He doesn't want to be a hero. He's not doing anything. He just has to. Yeah. And that's that's why that's why I think I enjoy this movie so much. John McClane felt like a character. He was yeah. great. Like a re- regular guy. I like yeah. him a lot. Uh the writing like I said, the writing's efficient. Like that's my favorite mm. thing about a movie. Mm. When a writer's when the writing's efficient. Yes. Everything's set up, you delivered on it. Writing. Boom. It's it may be two hours long and it could have been ten minutes shorter. Mm. But like everything that was on screen had a purpose. Yes, I and, agree with and, that, and that's great. Hell yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, what would you do? You have anything else to say about any of these movies? Uh, I I had something, but I lost it. So I mean, I can bring it back at the end. The yeah. action, the yeah. action in Die Hard was shot fantastically. Mm-hmm. There was no real shots that make you go like, "Why the fuck is that?" True. No shaky cam. Nope. Was just before shaky cam. Oh, but. I remember what it was. It, yeah. it, it reminded me of thinking about um, 
you know, as, as filmmakers, you know, when we when we finally get um a budget, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> anything of a budget that's not coming directly out of our pockets, like it's still not gonna be, you know, somebody's not gonna be like, oh, yeah, I seen your your short film that nobody watched, so yeah. here's fifty million dollars to go right. do this, you know. So I mean, it's gonna start very very small. And I was um I was looking at their location, like it's uh, one building, yeah, it's cheap. one building, cheap. you know. I mean, it's it's, it's a Tarantino thing with the yes. warehouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's expensive, but it's cheap for you know for a blockbuster yeah. type thing, you know. So, I mean, I, I I really enjoy that. You're not going from place to place to place. You got one building that you're going to destroy, and that's that's it. Everything filmed on location. Yeah, and, nice. and at, that, that point, at that time is when they used a lot of miniatures for the really mm. heavy explosions. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's not like it was, like, hugely expensive because you, uh, you weren't actually destroying anything. Yeah. Build a set, a couple thousand dollars for a miniature. Mm-hmm. You blew the fuck out of it. Yeah. It was great. It was great. The yeah. whole movie felt, felt it was fun. Yeah. It was great. It was well written. It was uh, well shot. Mm-hmm. There was no complication with, there's really no faff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the director wasn't trying to be like, I am the director of this movie. No. Huh? Which is my problem with people like Scorsese and, mm-hmm. and sometimes like, even Edgar Wright, which I love. It's kind of like, they, they are Scorsese and yeah. they are Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. This director was just like, I'm telling a story. Yeah. Shot, shot, shot. Action, action, action. Dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. You, you get the you get the fucking idea. It's a yeah, movie. Yeah. I love that about movies. And it's I don't know, for me it's just a very effective it was good. very effective film. It was very good. Uh what would you rate these movies? Oh uh Chris the Nightmare Before Christmas, I'll give a nine out of a ten. Uh Die Hard, I I think they're both nines for me. Nines out of tens? Yeah. I believe they're both nines for me. I'm gonna give nine. I'm gonna give nine for Christmas a nine out of ten, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna give Die Hard a nine point five mm-hmm. out of ten. Nice. And the only reason I'm giving it so close to ten mm-hmm. was because of the writing doing exactly what it should have done. Okay. The the writing for me makes it almost a perfect movie mm-hmm. in terms of like nothing was left out. Yeah. And it was great. I agree. Awesome. All right. I said it was great a long time. I feel like Donald Trump. It was huge. Mm-hmm. Like I'm saying, great a lot, <laughs> and I'm upset by it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the most luxurious great things in the history. <laughs> Diamond plated <laughs> luxurious greatness. It's gonna be tremendous. It's gonna mm. be a tremendous wall. Yeah. Anyway, uh I think that's pretty much all we have to say about these movies, right? Yeah, yeah good movies. Uh solid movies. Watch them. Watch them with these are movies to watch with people. Mm-hmm. Watch them with your friends with drinks or hot chocolate, maybe an Irish whiskey. Mm-hmm. And just enjoy the shit out of them. That's yes. all, that's what they're good for. Mm-hmm. Are we good? I'm good, yeah. We're good. We'll be right back with television and movie premieres. Yeah, yeah. And we're back. Uh, television and movie premieres, we're going to do the whole bit. Yeah. Uh, hit us with what you got, Chris. Uh, television and movie premieres from Tuesday, December the 27th through Monday, January the 2nd. Uh, first movie, well, first television show that we have is uh, Saturday, December the 31st. It's a late night with Seth Meyers New Year's Eve special. Nice. Uh, it's going to be on NBC at 10 p.m. So, I mean, you got, there's going to be a lot of those. There's going to be one with uh, Seth Meyers, one with Carson Daly, one with whoever else. I mean, it's, right. it's New Year's, you know, so yeah. there's going to be a lot of those specials. Um, the next uh, New Year's special is going to be Pit Bulls, New Year's Revolution special. Is Pit he going to count down from uno, dos? <laughs> I heard a joke recently that that pit bull is actually a rescue. No. <laughs> no. You should have seen the dead air on the screen. There's <laughs> nothing, nothing. That's a joke from the Sklar brothers. You have to check them out. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's Pitbull's uh, that's New Year's. Such a horrible joke. <laughs> no, I'm just repeating it. I'm just that is the Sklar brothers. You no, look them up. Bullshit. You, you look did them that, up. You did that to me the other day. Yeah, I did. You repeat a joke. You're it's responsible you. for that joke. <laughs> Fuck yourself. I definitely repeated that shit. Definitely did. Uh, but yeah, that's a uh, Pitbull's New Year's Revolution on. Uh, that's gonna be on Saturday, December the thirty first. Uh, nice. The next thing is uh, Sunday, January the 1st. Uh, that's going to be the... De- that's 2017. That's, that's 2017. Right. Yep. January the 1st, 2017. A whole new year. Yep. How about... That's how that works. All right. Um, there's going to be uh, Jeff <laughs> Ross. That's bullshit. It's, it's wild. Yeah. That is wild. So was you going to say Jeff Foxworthy? Uh, Jeff Ross. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank fuck for that. You know you're a redneck. Now, if I, <laughs> Je- Jeff Ross presents Roast Battle 2. Oh, okay. So, I guess it's going to be like Roast Battle 1, except for it's the second Two? one. Yeah. Uh, pretty sure it's a pretty formula. It's a pretty good formula. Yeah. Someone goes on stage, you shit on them, wipe the fuck out. It's kind of like a lip sync battle, but why? Why do people want that? It's like well, let me, I want to pay twenty dollars so my idol can like shit on me. Oh, is that what he does? Yeah, he shits on people. Like that's what the roast. But is. like on celebrities or like no, people? no, no, people, regular people. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, like they okay. go up on the stage. Like it's like you know how they have like the Justin Bieber roast to where yeah. everybody come roast one person, and now it's like that's what he's really good at is roasting people. So people will come to it. He'll have a whole audience, and then people will line up one by one and get up there and get their ass roasted. And I'm just like, I mean, yeah. I guess it's fun. Yeah. Kind of like I'll see what this guy picks off out of me. Mm. Like, I, I feel like someone's going to get really offended one day, and it's going to, like, cause a huge problem for the show. I mean, I, I, I don't know for the show. They will have to, like, sign something before you go yeah. in there knowing that that's what you're asking for. You know? Right. Yeah. I hope so. But Battle Rose 2 coming up. Yeah. Uh, the next show, same day, Sunday, January the 1st, is Worst Cooks in America. I cannot stand that show. You've seen that before? I've seen clips of it, and every time I see it, I get angry. Why, why, do, why are they broadcasting people that can't cook? <laughs> You know, it's like I can do that in my home right now. I can like throw some bullshit together in the kitchen pretty right. easy. You know? But it's not like people that can cook. It's people mm-hmm. that are so bad at cooking. Like, what do they do? Just like, like, well, just dump all the salt in there. Like, you know, it doesn't shit take, like that. It doesn't take much to be a bad cook. There was a dude. <laughs> you know? There was a dude that was cutting a chicken, but instead of cutting the chicken, he was just like ripping it apart with his hands, mm-hmm. which just completely obliterates the texture of the chicken. Yeah, and then. Just makes your hands look just you're just squishing the meat, salmonella, and the fat, like, and it's just bad. And I hate it. I get angry mm. because I know that every chef in there is going like, "Oh my god, please just kill me!" But they're getting paid, so they have to sit through people doing this shit. Uh, the next show is going to be Extreme Water Parks. <laughs> what you, Brian? Are you uh, are you a fan of water parks at all? <laughs> you yeah. have the best segues ever. <laughs> You just like start a thing and then leave and it's a beautiful transition yes. all the time i'm done fuck this yep. water parks water parks extreme water extreme water parks, parks. <laughs> yep i'm not a fan of water parks yeah i know we're not water parks I'm, I'm, i like the people at water parks a lot yeah. of them are pretty hot yeah um, right. That's about it. That's about my whole experience. Water I'm, parks. I, I like the idea of water parks. I'm I'm too self conscious at water parks though. You, you know, it's like I, I don't like I said like I was I was a really big guy as a younger person. So now I still have like the skin that's not like crisp to my body. You know, so it's right. like like hanging off skin a little bit, and I'm still like a little chunky. But I mean, it's like I look all right. But it's just like when you're in a pool, then you have like the water like up to your chest kind mm-hmm. of so you feel more comfortable but at a water park you're walking around with no shirt the entire day right. and it's just my self-consciousness won't really it allow won't me to enjoy it. it to the full extent that i yeah. want to 
you know it's like i like the water i like the water and i like being around people but it's just like that self-consciousness of and and and, you know and it's like and i'm even walking around and i'm like hey i might look better than this person but then i'm like whoa i look like shit still you know (laughs) i look better than that person but that dude over there looks like way better than i am yeah and it's a constant thing instead of like hey i'm at a water park enjoy it nobody's even looking at you or gives a fuck about you and i'll honestly but it's like i don't know that's what draws me away from it uh but that's uh, extreme water parks uh so reality show on the travel channel at 9 p.m sunday january the 1st 2017 uh the next show is going to be monday january the 2nd uh this show is called beyond it's a uh, drama science fiction show mm-hmm. on uh, it's going to be at 9 p.m uh the rundown on it is a young man awakens from a 12-year coma with special powers in this science fiction thriller produced by tim kring uh from heroes okay so, I hope it lasts longer than Heroes. Heroes had two good seasons, and then I was like, "What the fuck, bro?" Like that's it's pretty garbage. Yeah, but, you know. Anyway, hey, we got we got a uh, Hayden Panettiere out of that. Oh, nice. Yeah, that means she. Yeah. She came out. Wait, who did she play in Heroes? Uh, the cheerleader. She was a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Save the cheerleader, nice. save the world. Nice. She. Uh, well, yeah. Um, the next thing is gonna be uh, the new Celebrity Apprentice. The new Celebrity Apprentice. Do you, Do you remember the old Celebrity Apprentice? Um. No? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Remember the guy that's our president now? Yes, exactly, yeah. So, so, uh, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, at oh, least yeah, now. Yeah, they so. have, yeah. Uh, the, the, uh, the governor, the Arnold. He's, he's going to be the new uh, the new host of the new celebrity apprentice. Every, every Arnold impression turns into, it's, it's like Jerry Seinfeld. It's like, it's, like, it's not that. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with answering machines? <laughs> yeah. But I don't want to be a pirate. Uh, so, but Arnold Schwarzenegger takes over as host. Um, though the next president of the United States remains on as executive producer, and he's joined by new advisors Warren Buffett, Steve Ballmer, Tyra Banks, and Jessica Alba. Uh, celeb- what the fuck is Tyra Banks doing? Then? She has money. I know she has money. Just, is she a judge or a producer? Uh, she's she's one of the advisors. So she one of the judge. advisors. Yeah. yeah. Uh, celebrity contestants include Boy George, Snooki, Lisa Leslie, and John Lovitz. I want to see. I want to see Snooki get fired. Oh, she'll be fired so soon, <laughs> so early. I mean, she's she's like she got better after Jersey Shore. Did she you? actually looks, she doesn't look shitty. Okay, and she looks smart. She looks okay. like, she looks like she picked up a couple of books from Jersey Shore, like after that. Um, but I'm just I just don't care. <laughs> like books about what? Like really? Uh-huh. Like really? Like I I, I don't know. You know I give Snooki the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Snooki's fun. She was she showed up in an episode of Supernatural and she was actually pretty good. She really? Yeah. Oh wow. She like, was uh, like I think it was like season seven or eight. She showed up. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's a lot more than I would have been given a credit for. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. Wait, that's that's it for uh, for television uh, and movies for this week. Uh, the first movie is called uh, Tony Erdman. Tony Erdman. It's rated R, 162 minute runtime. It's a comedy drama. It has a 95 out of 100 as a meta score. Um, the rundown is a father tries to reconnect with his adult daughter. Okay. Don't Solid re- description. Yeah. Don't recognize any of the people in this, but it's rated R and and ninety five out of one hundred. Damn, as a comedy drama, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. when the marketing for a movie sort of does a disservice to the movie itself. What do you mean? Like that synopsis doesn't say anything at all. Oh no, it's it's not enough. No. Yeah. Uh, the next the next thing is uh Patterson is rated R one hundred and eighteen minute runtime is listed as a comedy drama has an eighty eight out of a one hundred meta score. A quiet observation of the triumphs and defeats of daily life, along with the poetry evident in its smallest details. Uh, starring Adam Driver. Oh, nice. I like Adam. Yes. Adam's cool shit. I may see that just for uh, for Adam Driver. Yeah. Uh, the next thing. Do you think he's going to get too big? Uh-uh. 
because I've been seeing him on a lot of things and um, just like because he's going to be in the, the Martin Scorsese movie Silent. He's in the um, the Star Wars movies. He's yeah. in the television show Girls with Lena Dunham. He's in the movie. He was in another movie recently that we just saw. But I think I think he's going to get away. What's he in a movie we saw recently? Yeah. Um, I don't remember. I can't think of it. Um, I feel like he's one of those faces that can get as big as he wants and it mm. won't really saw it won't really like discredit him like chris pratt if he gets too big yeah, chris pratt fucked. gets too big yeah and it's kind of fucks up his credibility yeah um but adam driver i feel like he's one of those faces that can do whatever movie he wants and mm. still walk out okay because he doesn't i haven't seen anyone like i haven't seen him promote a movie inside lewin davis i'm sorry inside lewin davis <laughs> yeah, right. haven't seen him promote a movie i haven't seen him sort of like do a tour for a movie no uh, I haven't seen him do like this heavy promotional material nope. for movies. Me um, so I feel like he can be in a movie because he's not the leading role in a lot of these movies. Mm-hmm. He can be in a movie and still not get too big. Like he can be in Star Wars mm-hmm. and not suffer from it, I think, because I, he's the villain, not the. I think it's his face may give him like a natural cap. Right. You know, because I mean, he's not a conventionally attractive man, mm-hmm. but women do find him like a weird attractive in a weird yeah. way you know because he's, he, he's, he's a dork he's a cute dork yeah yeah, yeah. he's yeah. great yeah I, I think he'll be fine yeah I, i'm confident i'm driver will be fine all right that, but that's uh, that's patterson is rated r 118 minute runtime go check that out this weekend uh the next movie is 20th century women is no oh, i'm looking so forward into that into all, all that. of these movies so far have been rated r like we're getting into the christmas season and they're like pumping the intensity up <laughs> like i do like that you uh, like Christmas? Fuck yourself. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's rated R, 118-minute runtime. It's listed as a comedy drama. All three of these movies have been comedy dramas. Yep. Um, a meta score of 80 out of 100. I think it's Janelle Monáe's in that movie, I think. Uh, maybe. She's not listed as a main star, but yeah, she. Um, I, I heard recently about her being in a movie. I guess this is Moonlight. It. Oh, it was Moonlight. She was in Moonlight. Oh. She, was in, she was in a movie about a fucking... Ah, shit. She's in 20th Century Woman. She's in a movie about another, like, crowd of, like, black women trying to do something historic. I don't remember what it was. Mm. But she's in this kind of movies that, like, celebrate uh, black uh, black women as being powerful. Okay. Yeah, 20th Century uh, Women. Rated R, 118-minute runtime. Run comedy drama. 80 out of 100 Metascore. The rundown. The story of three women who explore love and freedom in Southern California in the late 70s. Nice. So it's going to be very hippie. Uh, with it. Well, late 70s. Hippie will be more 60s. Yeah. Um, it stars it's going to be the sexual revolution for sure. Yeah. It's starring uh, Annette Benning and Elle Fanning. Nice. I love Elle Fanning. Like, she's great. I haven't, seen her. I haven't seen her in a while. She was in something very recently. I'll pull it up later. But yeah, she was in something recently. Uh, the next thing is Gold. The movie Gold. Gold? Yeah. It's uh, rated R. Everything's rated Solid. R. Everything's rated R. I it's, like it. It's, uh, it's rated R. It's a 121-minute runtime. It's an adventure drama thriller. Uh, the rundown is an unlikely pair venture to the Indonesian jungle in search of gold. It stars Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, Matthew McConaughey, and Rachel Taylor. Huh. Okay. I like Bryce Dallas Howard a lot. I, mean, I don't know who he is. Bryce Dall- Dallas Howard. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's uh, the daughter of Ron Howard. She was the girl that was in uh, the Zodiac Killer, the Zodiac or Zodiac Killer. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, like when we it was looked, Zodiac. Zodiac, yeah. yeah. When we looked at the uh, the list about who who was making uh, what amount of money, mm-hmm. you know, you had uh, Walking Phoenix. Who were the three stars in that? Uh, uh, Walking Phoenix was a village. Uh, it was uh, Mark Ruffalo, Jake Gyllenhaal, and. Uh, maybe I'm thinking, I think I'm, maybe I'm thinking about the village. You're thinking of the village. Yeah, yeah the village. Yeah, she got paid shit. She yeah. got paid absolute shit. 
And uh, but now, like the past few movies that she's made, she's been getting some pretty good notoriety. So, nice. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard and uh, Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Every time. Every time. Uh, the next thing is going to be uh, Fences. It's uh, PG-13. First PG-13 movie so Okay, far. that's good. Uh, it uh, has a 138-minute runtime. It's listed as a 78 out of a 100 Metascore. An African-American father struggles with race relations in the United States while trying to raise his family in the 1950s and come to terms with the events of his life. Is that the, the interracial couple movie? Uh, this is the, uh, the Denzel Washington. Uh, oh, okay. This is directorial debut. Uh, he stars in the movie as well alongside uh, Viola Davis. Nice. That movie is, I think that's going to be a really uh, good movie about a specific subject mm-hmm. matter. I'm not going to see that in theaters like the way that I didn't see, um, shit, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, there the, you go, guys. The next movie is uh, Hidden Figures. Hidden it's, figures. A, uh, it's a PG movie. It's a 127 minute runtime and it's a drama. Has a meta score of 67 out of 100. Damn. This is the movie that you were talking Chanel about. Chanel Yeah. Chanel, okay. Hidden Figures. A team of African-American women provide NASA with in, important mathematical data needed to launch the program's first successful space mission. Fuck yeah. Stars Taraji P. Henson, Octavia Spencer, Janelle Monet, and Kevin Costner. Can I, can we just say Janelle Monet is fucking great? That's my future ex-wife, bro. <laughs> That's not talk about my future ex-wife, ex-wife like that. <laughs> You know, I mean, she eventually leaves me because I'm an asshole, you know, but in my scenario, she does hook up with me first before she ultimately leaves me. I don't have the self-confidence to be able to keep a fictional wife. I like that your fantasy, your fantasy life includes yes. just horrible devastation. Oh, yes. Like even in any kind of uh, fantasy world, I don't have that much, that much luck. It says a lot about who we are as people. Yes. That's uh, that's hidden figures. Uh, PG, a PG movie, 127 minute runtime. Nice. Um, starring some very beautiful women. So check and that talented. out. And talented. And talented. Thank you for, for yeah. adding that out. Thank you. Yes. But yeah, very, very talented and beautiful. Uh, the next thing is going to be Live by Night. Uh, rated R, 128 minute runtime. And it's a crime drama with a meta score of a whopping 40 out of 100. Not going to watch it. It's um, <laughs> the rundown, a story in the Prohibition era and centered around a group of individuals and they're dealing in the world of organized crime, directed by Ben Affleck and starring Ben Affleck. Okay. And that's that. That's, that's it for movies? That is that. Yep. Ben Affleck, man, like I love Ben Affleck, but he's he makes questionable choices. Yes, yes, yeah. you said he, he that does. before. Yeah, he he just does. He does. Yeah. But uh, I I don't know. I'm looking forward to Hidden Figures for mm. sure. That's the one that I'm definitely gonna go see. Yeah, Hidden Figures, uh, and I want to see La La Land soon. Gotta see La La yeah, Land. I, I haven't wanna, seen it either, but y'all gotta. I see really want to see it. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it for today's episode. Yes. Uh oh, wait. I wanted to give a shout out. I gotta do the shout whole out. Fuck. Shout I, I hit out. the microphone. Shout out. <laughs> I was just I was making doing trying to create a thing. All right, <laughs> you look like that's not a thing. Like what is that? I'm not. I'm, <laughs> just looked at you like you grew like a fucking deck on your face. And that's yes. fine. Um, shout out, shout outs, shout outs. It's not right. a segment. That's <laughs> the whole thing. Stop. <laughs> uh, I want to give a shout out. I got the the pallet gear, which is the thing that we're using right now to record. Mm-hmm. They're not sponsoring us at all. Oh, they're not. They're not. Sadly. Oh shit. Uh, they're not sponsoring us, but. Mm-hmm. Um, they 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 have this great thing called the palette gear, which lets you edit. It's like a shortcut mm-hmm. keyboard to increase your workflow. Yes, and I fucking love it. It's brilliant, mm-hmm. and their customer service was amazing. Okay, uh, they I ordered the thing, and they sent me a message through Facebook, through mm-hmm. Facebook Messenger. Yeah, and they said your order's on their way. Is there anything we can help you with? 
And I was like, no, I'm good. So yeah. I didn't reply. But then I needed to talk to them. Mm-hmm. And I responded to them through the Facebook message. And within two hours, some dude named Andy was like, what can I do for you today? Nice. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Is yeah. this a feature? That is pretty nice. And then so like I had a conversation with them. We figured it out, talked about it. And I loved the comments and service. It was great. And it was one of the best customer service experience that I've had in ages. I didn't have to go to a website. I didn't have to make a fucking call. Yeah. It was on my Facebook Messenger. I was talking about dicks in one conversation and then right back to customer service. It was yeah. great. Okay. So shout out to Pallet Gear. They have a really great product. Nice. And really great customer service if you're, if you're into that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then my bank, Simple, mm-hmm. also had a great customer service interaction with them. Okay. They have a, in, in their phone app, they have a, an internal messaging app mm-hmm. so that you can message their customer service yeah. and say, like, I need help figuring out a thing. Yeah. So I sent a message and I went like, hey, Amazon charged me 26 extra dollars. Uh, it's, it's wrong. I need to take it out. Yeah. Uh, cheers. Thanks, mate. Yeah. And I just sent that and I got it and they were so willing to like talk to me on the message it took like two hours for them to get back to you yeah. and, and at the end I said it actually I got figured out I, it's sorry if I was being rude mm-hmm. the whole thing I was just angry about it so I'm sorry if I sounded a little bit harsh mm-hmm. and then she was like I oh, know it wasn't harsh at all I actually thought it was pretty funny because we don't get the casual fun mm-hmm. thanks mate stuff yeah. but we appreciate you for being casual to us mm-hmm. and I was like Oh, cool. You guys are fucking great. That You fixed my issue. And they were like, she laughed and said, thank you. I'll be here if you need me for anything else. Yeah. Her name's Brenna. Mm-hmm. And I was just blown away by this great customer service interaction. Okay. It's like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. To, like, are companies learning now? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Like, I, I love interactions that tell me, hey, you did a thing. You fucked up. This is mm-hmm. how you fix it. That's it. Yeah. Boom. You're done. Okay. Or like interactions that make me go like, yeah, we can help you. It's done. We don't have to talk anymore. Mm-hmm. Or companies that go, hey, no, we heard you. We make it really easy for you to get in touch with us. Mm-hmm. We got you covered. Those three interactions are the best interactions ever. I like a and short I, and sweet. Yeah. yeah. I like the fact that Palagir and Simple Bank. Mm-hmm. And you go check them out if you need a banking or editing hardware. They're fucking fantastic. Oh, okay. uh, if we're gonna give shout outs, yeah. sh- shout out, shout out, it's not a shout out. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I there may, uh, there, there's a Korean lady up the road off of, uh, off of Sunset yeah. where I get my, um, my dry cleaning. Yeah. The same kind of interaction. I walk in there. I don't even know if she speaks English. I honestly don't. You know, because she's on the phone the whole time and she yeah. doesn't get off the phone and you know and anything. I, I I throw my blanket up there and then she gives me a ticket. Tells me to come back on a certain day. I come back out with the ticket in my hand up in the air. She puts my blanket on there. I swipe my card and I walk out. And it's like there's That's no it. real interaction. There's yeah. nothing. It's awesome. There's a transaction happening and mm-hmm. you know there's a transaction. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. I'm out. So sh- shout mm-hmm. out to the Korean lady on Sunset. Mm-hmm. Yes, I fucks with you. Absolutely. <laughs> shout out to also like my dentist waiter. I went to Danny's every soft and mm-hmm. I ordered an Oreo milkshake. Yes. And I said, would it be weird if I watched you to put like two sticks of bacon and just stick it in the milkshake? Mm-hmm. And she went like, yes, it would. And then walked away. <laughs> but did she bring it back with the bacon? <laughs> no, because I didn't actually told her to do it. Which one was she? Was, was, this, was it the semi-tall, skinny black lady? Yeah, the skinny, t- with tall the, black with lady. The weight, with the weight? With hair? The, did she have it in a ponytail in yeah. the back? Yeah. I know you're talking I, about. I love that lady. She's I like great. Too. Yeah. Would that be weird? Yes walked away mm. i didn't get bacon in my milkshake but goddamn, i had a good laugh <laughs> when i go there because we go there like once a week i'm yeah. gonna say i had a friend that came in here last week and he asked you <laughs> if it would be weird if he had bacon inside of this milkshake do you remember this guy he's gonna do you know exactly this? what I'm talking like, about. yeah yeah okay well um well he said that you didn't put that bacon inside of this milkshake <laughs> and i just want to let you know that i have a problem with it <laughs> <laughs> poor lady poor fucking lady you know i'll do it <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> such an asshole <laughs> 
Like you have a problem with it. <laughs> yes, I have. A, like why? Why didn't he? No, 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 no. He was fine. He was fine. <laughs> I don't even think he wanted the actual bacon inside the milkshake. <laughs> I have a problem. But with I, it. me, I have a problem with this. So, <laughs> so now I'm here. God damn it! Uh, but yeah, that was that was really like I love I love companies that know what the fuck they're doing. Nice. They're doing great. Yeah. Uh, is, I that, think, is that the end of the shout out uh, yeah, that's, that's, segment? That's shout not out, a segment? Shout out! Shout out! <laughs> I think if we make it, if we make it a segment, if it ends up being a segment, I want to take the sound clip of you shouting that mm-hmm. with me going like, "It's not, it's a, not thing. a thing!" Yeah. <laughs> shout out! It's not a thing! It's not a shout out segment! There's no such thing as that. <laughs> that's funny. But uh, yeah, that was it. I just had I just had great experiences lately, and I just wanted to shout them out. Yeah. And you can find those on Google Play Music, iTunes Podcast app. Twitter, SoundCloud, and Stitcher, or uh, uh, by searching for "for film's sake" on any platform that you're on. That's yes. really the easiest way. Search for "for film's sake" mm-hmm. and type your preferred platform, and you'll find us. Yes, it's, it's great. Uh, I think that's it for today's show. Mm-hmm. This is technically—is this the last show of the year? Yeah, December the twenty fifth. This comes out for Christmas. Right. So yeah, I think this is it. Yeah, this right. is it. So this is the last show of the year. Yeah. So we have made it essentially through a whole year. Uh, of content and uh, I, we just want to thank you guys for listening and, and clicking and Merry and, and <laughs> no, you keep going keep going and doing all that shit that you guys do um, to the people that have reviewed us and talked to us and helped us get better throughout the whole time you gotta stop <laughs> where's your Christmas spirit at where's your Christmas spirit I burned it with Mariah Carey that's where it is Mariah Carey killed it she's responsible <laughs> <laughs> uh, but seriously you guys are great and thank you guys for all the the support from yes. the people that listen and and you know finding us on those platforms and yeah. going out of your way to spend that hour and a half with us sometimes an hour and 45 minutes yeah yeah um but we we appreciate the hell out of it and and you guys deserve a shout out too yeah so shout out to you and we'll be back here next year with uh with more content we're gonna try to grow and make it better yeah and see how we can learn from this year and and figure yeah. it out. I don't mean to get fucking sappy on you no, guys. No, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's justified. It's the last episode yeah. and it's Christmas. Like, I like to say, I mean, we really can't say enough about how much we appreciate the people that are coming along with us on this journey. Right. It's pretty great. It's, yeah. it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And it's it's exhausting sometimes. Mm. Like, I've only slept four hours today because oh, I fucked knows. up. <laughs> but it's, I, I love doing it. And it's yes. great. And I think it's, a, it's, you guys should get the credit that you deserve yes. for that. Yes. It's not just us. And, Nowhere uh, near just us. I, I appreciate mm. the hell out of it. To yeah. our guests that came out during this year, thank you so much for wanting to be part of the show. Yeah. And uh, we will be seeing you again soon. 2017! Yep. Mm. That's it. Merry Christmas. I'm going to cut it. I'm going to cut it. I'm done. I'm done.